Cinema Vino is brought to you by Audible. Audible has an expansive list of books and podcasts spread across a ton of genres. Sign up and you get to keep one title per month for yourself. As a movie nerd, I'm looking forward to Quentin Tarantino's Cinema Speculation. In it, he analyzes classic movies with a special emphasis on 70s American cinema. He puts a personal touch on his analysis, giving you special insight into the movies that led him to be a filmmaker. Also, All About Me by Mel Brooks. In this book, the 95-year-old comedy icon discusses his transformative career across stage, TV screen, and cinemas. He's a man with a million stories, so this is a must for movie fans. Sign up today for your free 30-day trial of Audible. Visit www.audibletrial.com slash cinemavino. Once again, that's www.audibletrial.com slash cinemavino. Welcome back to Cinema Vino. It's good to have you guys here with us. This special mini episode um, with uh, Sean Jordan. Hey. There we go. Hey. Oh, it, there we hey. go. There we go. He's with hey. us now. Uh, Travis Bud. Kind of. And my name is Todd Wofford. I just wanted to try not saying anything. <laughs> Which Craig Ferguson really pioneered the idea of the awkward pauses, you know. As did Craig Biggio. Yeah, exactly. As did Craig Biggio. Yeah. Both Craig Biggio. Oh, is it Biggio? Yeah. Craig Biggio is a baseball player. Oh. Mm-hmm. I once dated a girl that looked like Craig Biggio. Biggio? Biggio. So anyway, we're going to talk about The Mandalorian uh, Season 3. A uh, little mini-sode, just kind of recapping that. Um, I'm Basically, this the episode will contain spoilers. I'm going to assume that you've seen it. And if you haven't, go to Disney+. Plus. The whole season is now out. It's been out. The, the final episode's been out for a week. Yeah. So. Go go watch it and come back. Spoilers about yeah. So and with that, we're just going to get into it and see what everybody thought of it. So, what did you guys think of season three as a whole? Uh, I enjoyed it. The I enjoyed the end more. I they there were too many side missions. Um, the the episode with Jack Black and Lizzo, I was like, ah, man, they're just getting everybody to to cameo that they're big fans. Yeah. So that moment kind of took me out of Mando for a while. I'm like, oh, what the hell? I mean, they they both did great. Um, but I, I liked that episode. I did too. It was cute. It was it was a nice little throwaway. It. I kept thinking there was going to be an IG88 droid uprising. I thought it was going to be like the remnants of that. Yeah. Um, it felt intentionally campy. Mm-hmm. And like a sort of like they were doing like a buddy cop kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then they had like the goofy king and queen. I thought it was so intentional that it was like on the kinda, nose. It kind of, yeah, it kind of went back around. Like yeah. it, it could have been done poorly, but I think they did it well enough that it was, it went back around me twice. It was so on the nose. It <laughs> went back around being good, <laughs> but then it was so on the nose. It went back around to being like, God damn it. It lapped itself. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Get your chocolate That's out of fair. my peanut butter. You get your peanut butter out of my chocolate. It's a great taste. Tastes, tastes, tastes great, great together. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my favorite episode, and I think I texted both you guys during it, was the uh, penultimate ep- uh, episode, what, episode seven, mm-hmm. where I thought they did great going back to Mandalore, and then they had, you know, um, Moff Gideon showed back up, and he had his own Dark Trooper armor, and honestly... He he gave his, his uh, monologue. Darth Vader armor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he gave his monologue. But he was doing exactly like what I would have been trying to do if I'm in the Star Wars universe. Like, wait, I want everything. 
I want droid cool, like exoskeleton stuff. I want a lightsaber. I want the force. Like, and he, he said, he was like, if you can aggregate all this stuff and the Beskar armor into just like one person, then they're going to be like a one man army. I'm like, fuck yes. Yeah. I play D and D. I want that shit. I want, he, he, you think he was min maxing? Yes. I want some plus two Beskar armor. I want a fucking lightsaber. Mm hmm. I want force powers. I want, you know, droid tech, super strength, uh, fucking armor, I want jet pack. God damn. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You want it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Power game the shit out of that. Um, and, you know, we, we got more uh, Mando lore. Mm-hmm. Mando lore drops? Mm-hmm. You talking Mando the character or Mando the Mandalorian? The lore drops just for Mandalorians. Uh, and, and also we got him... Um, teaching Grogu. He's trying to show him at in the beginning. He's like, here's uh, where you find out the, I don't know, the interplanetary geography. Yeah. yeah. You have to know how to get around. You have to do this. I will say where the fuck we had a whole fucking quest for him in episode, like season one, uh, Mando to get his whistling birds or singing birds that just like shoot out of his wrist. Every time he would get in uh, like a scrape where he was getting captured, I'm like, Break do those it. Fuckers I was out. like, here he goes, here he goes, yeah. whistling birds, singing bird, whatever the fuck it's called, mm-hmm. to like get these dudes off him that are like, you know, trying to um, hold him down. I'm like, here it fucking comes. He forgot he has it. Yeah. Do, you, do you think what he used them all up? He has to re-earn them? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. He, yeah. Like, Didn't they show him like reloading? Again. He used them once and they worked great. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, he used them uh, again on in like I think season two on Clancy Brown's character that was like during the heist thing, the big red, red horn guy. dude. Yeah. And they didn't do shit to him just because he's big and bad. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, where are you on that dipshit? <laughs> um, I enjoyed it. Uh, it started out a little slow, but so, you know, necessary, interesting stuff. None of them were bad episodes. I've, I'm just, you know, have been through so many of them. I kind of want it to move along uh, a, a little bit more. Yeah. I want more. I want more uh, story moving forward than just a little bit at the beginning and a wrap up at the end. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, watching Doctor Who where there's something crazy is going to happen. And you're like, man, I want to hear more about that. And then they give you like three to four to five or six filler episodes and then they give you a little nugget they give you a little taste yeah. well, and then they exactly. try to like yeah. wrap it up at the end and then even when they wrap it up it's like oh nope we're not wrapping it up that's just a cliffhanger for yeah. the next bit yeah so. i respectfully disagree i feel like it was really well paced for eight episodes of like there there were a couple monster of the week episodes like the the one that really stands out is obviously the one where they go to the the planet. They have to do the buddy cop thing, try to win back the uh, stolen, or is it the stolen fleet or the yeah the kind of mercenary yeah the mercenary like oh yeah I think it's called the stolen fleet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very much like a monster of the week episode. But like the the other episodes that were really cool were like when he has to defend against the pirates, you know, on that one planet. Like, yeah, that's a bit of a monster of the week episode, but that was so fucking cool mm-hmm. where he's he's having to defend against the big green alien that's invading. Oh, yes, space pirates. Space yeah. pirates. And then there's the episode that does the whole bit on the cloning scientist, mm. you know, back, oh. back on Coruscant. Yes, that it's one was a great. Whole standalone episode completely away from whatever Mando's doing. Yeah. Just, like, showing one... 
the rise of like frustration with the new Republic. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then also showing how Moff Gideon was kind of cleaning up the mess in the back end. Right. We don't know like what her motivation is. We just know that this, there's this unreliable Kane is, I think it's her name. I think so. Yeah. But she's essentially a spy from Moff Gideon. We mm -hmm. find out in episode seven, I think, yeah. but start seeing her kind of woven through the pieces as well as someone who's uh, an Imperial informant on the inside yeah. and seeing how that the new empire slowly starts to rise back, I think was a really cool piece that this was able to do. So one of the biggest um, things that has happened in the star Wars universe since the movies came out was the clone wars, the TV show, like being able to kind of bridge the gap between the movies made though made both the movie that happened prior and the movie that happened after much better because yeah. it gave both of them a lot more context but with no help from the their no uh, help respective the their writers movies. or directors right. of the movie it was it was all dave filoni yes. like i have all this interstitial space to work with i'm going to make this much better i'm mm -hmm. going to fill in the space and it'll help bridge these two movies together and make them much better yeah i think that's what he's trying to do again with mandalorian to to kind of bridge us to the next, like the sequel, the sequel trilogies. trilogy, because yeah. it was so jarring going back to, I don't know how the empire's back. It, this, this gives you that context. It gives you the world building. Yeah. They're they're They've reversed themselves a little bit. It's that, um, watching the sequel trilogies feels like Jesus, this is just going to be a commercial for the TV shows that Filoni is going to have to go back and be like, Yes, they fucked it up. Here's why Here's it's me. okay. Here's me retconning Here's it, like, making it yes. better. And and, but people that aren't going to spend the time to go, especially there, there's a, a a group of people that's like, I'm not going to go watch seven or eight seasons of an animated cartoon for kids. No, and I don't think Filoni is doing you know, it for not, them. Not that it's for kids at all. And I mean, I'm sure it, it, it is. They can enjoy it, but they're... Just for the fact that it's a series and it's animated. I mean, there are people that'll go see Pixar, like Toy Story and stuff like that, but there's still there's still not enough respect given to animation. But yeah, I don't think Filoni's doing it for the people that aren't gonna watch it. He's doing right. it, he's doing it for the people that are gonna watch it. Yes. And he's doing such a good job that like re the world building he's kind of doing to have to go back and clean up the mess of like the commercial Star Wars universe. Uh, I, it's been really impressive. Yeah, it is. But but the the uh, layperson just you know showing up for the their ten dollar ticket in theaters are yeah. they're not going to know. Becky, they're, they're just get getting. Purse. I'm going to go getting, see a Star uh, Wars. Ten percent of of the glacier. They're they're not getting all the the ninety percent yeah, below yeah. the surface. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I do. No, but I love the, the the episode where they uh, where they had uh, whatever Kane going back for the the clone guy because that was very much uh andor rubbing off on mandalorian i was like oh this is a great episode it does you know i know people would it be felt like an episode of Andor because there was yeah. like you know a little mando at the beginning and a little mando at the end just to remind you what you're watching mm -hmm. but the middle is all that yep. it's kind of like book of boba fett where they had an episode oh, that was mostly mandalorian, mandalorian. Mm -hmm. no sorry what were you gonna say well no i was, I was just gonna say um i don't know what i was gonna say Shit, my bad yeah no you're good <laughs> um no, I, I just thought the series was done really well. Um, and even like the, the core Mandalorian stuff, like being able to see like, a um, you know, see the surface of Mandalore all like turned to glass, you know, from all the massive bombings and being able to go down and see like 
what's remaining on Mandalore and seeing him get captured by that weird like robot thing. Uh, that thing was cool. That was fucking badass, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously there's tie-ins back to the Clone Wars, like the series. You know, you got Bo-Katan um, with the Darksaber, seeing the lore of like the Darksaber getting reclaimed and then getting crushed, like all very cool story arcs. I saw cool something about how, I guess, in the sequel trilogies that Snoke is wearing the uh Darksaber crystal as a ring on his hand. Somebody, I, I don't know. I just saw a picture of it or a meme. I don't know if that's actual factual or what. Yeah. But I know some people were not pleased. One, that um, the Mandalorian gave up the Darksaber to Bo-Katan. But again, a lot of those people maybe didn't watch Clone Wars. They they want they want Mando to have all the things. Right. Yeah. Um, um, mad respect for him walking through a room with like columns of clones and just being like, Oh, I got to destroy these real quick mm-hmm. before this comes back and becomes mm. a, a plot point. Yes. To that, uh, point though. Also, um, if we know anything about the empire is that they always have an Isla Sorna. They have a site B. They, they did make two yep. death yeah. stars. Yep. So I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, if, if I had, uh, Giancarlo Esposito as an actor, Hell yeah. I wouldn't I want to as as give him up at all. So I'm going to be like, okay, yeah, he's got, you think he's got all his eggs in one basket? No. This well, is where he's got one of his caches of clones. Well, and after this first or second season of Mandalorian, I don't remember which one, everyone was speculating like, oh, this was how Snoke got created. He was cloned off of this program that was mm-hmm. being run by yeah. Giancarlo Esposito. Project Necromancer. Right. But cool fucking name. Yeah. But now we know that he was creating himself. Do we know that maybe there's some Snokes out there or what? Maybe. Uh, Maybe. Again, that penultimate episode, episode seven, it was great because we got to see all the bad guys, all the higher ups, the the rest of whatever remnants of the empire Mm -hmm. and their different factions all trying to do their crazy ass shit. Did you ever finish Bad Batch? I'm close. Okay. But no. But not the. I'm finished it. Okay, never mind. We're we're not spoiling Bad Batch either, but, um, but yeah, I I'm I just like seeing all the bad guys interacting I, and like yeah. seeing, seeing the behind the, the panel of like the dark exactly. Empire people. That's my favorite part of Andor as well. Well, not my favorite part, but le- like seeing how evil and shitty they are behind the scenes instead of just like a cutscene like. Oh, we're still chasing after him. Like, oh, they got away. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we'll go get them, and that's it. Seeing the backbiting, seeing the actual like the, council, the, the politics of the council. Yeah, because yeah. all you see most of the time is how inept the stormtroopers are, running around, not being able to hit a goddamn thing. Yeah, but seeing like the evil, like intelligence behind everything, you're like, you fuckers. Yeah, they just yeah. help you hate the empire even more. But can we can we all agree just to to sum it up? The last episode, that fucking fight between the Mandalorians and the Dark Troopers mm-hmm. coming down jetpack to jetpack and just like the Mandalorians just ripping them apart. That one girl like sliding across the platform, dropping down and then shooting them with the the knee rocket. Oh, yeah. That was badass. Yeah. yeah definitely cool. Had a lot of those moments that was really Great cool. Scene. Very, very, mm-hmm. a lot of cool moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, yeah, Mandalore blasted and all cratered and weird green crystal thing look fucking cool badass. like they're i mean badass. you're like oh they they spent some money here i can they see did. it there it is on the screen um what'd you guys think of katie sackoff as bo-katan i liked her wig better this 
this season. Yeah, it looked <laughs> much better, mm-hmm. less weird. Yeah. And I, I, I love Katie Sackhoff. You know, great actress uh, she since, really is. since Starbuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been on board. She has like, I don't know if it's the Mandalorian armor or what, but she has like a real swagger when she walks. Mm-hmm. It's because she's got the two holsters. She's yeah, got she a, has a, to. Her arms have to yeah, be like way her out arms here to be out a certain uh, uh, distance uh, away from her it's, hips. It's you know, it's a choice. Yeah. I mean, she just looks like somebody you don't want to fuck with, you know. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I enjoyed her a lot. I thought she was great. I know, I know she did the voice of the character beforehand, but it's like, I think she adds a lot as a live action actress. I think. 100%. Yeah. 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 I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, I thought it was great, too. I'm, I'm really curious where they're going to take it. Like, I want to sense more of a wrapping up now. I want to see, like, them get see an end game. I feel like there's going to be a time jump in the next season, right? Like, they kind of came to a logical conclusion. Yeah. Now they're going to jump forward like what? 10 years. Mm-hmm. That's what I would expect. This could have been the end. Like I, as it ended, I was like, is this the last Are season? we never going to see me again? Know yeah. this or, or maybe that's the end of this uh, series, but yeah. he might pop up in other shows. How much did you expect when Grogu was like in the waters that he was going to like speak and have like fluent English <laughs> and be able to like take the oath. Yeah. I was like, is this going to happen? Is he going to talk? I thought he was just going to eat the frog. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't. I was like, oh, <laughs> growth. If I had a magic lamp and I could make a wish, I've often thought that I would wish for a different voice. And I, I think I would go for Grogu's speaking voice in this series. <laughs> <laughs> I just want him to sound like Kermit. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. May the yes. be with you. Yes. <laughs> That, that Give, sounded, giving him a yes no button is mm-hmm. the best thing they could have done. And that was, was a lot like me on prom night. Yeah. Just those two words. Were no, like, no, <laughs> no, no, yes. no. <laughs> I will miss him, like uh, you know, riding around in that IG eleven robot, like Krang. IG twelve. IG twelve. Yeah. Well, no, it was like Krang. Yeah, it was like and, Krang and Ninja Turtles. And Sean did push up the, his glasses up his nose when he said 12. <laughs> oh, wow. Actually. But I thought it was going to be great. I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah. Like, it, it makes sense. You know, Mando hates droids, but he's kind of warm to him. Like, all right, yeah, I get it. It wasn't really a but, droid then, right? He's mm-hmm. more of a, I don't know, exoskeleton? Yeah. yeah. Well, it would have been the perfect, like, everybody always has, a like, a droid. Like, all right, you need a mech on the ship just to do the thing. And yeah, somebody pointed out that like, man, it it's really shitty security in Star Wars universe that any old mech can just like pop out any its dildo mech. and then just like whoop, any pop astromech. in and just go whoop, whoop, whoop. It's mm-hmm. little Waldo. It, it's got a name, a Spronk or a Sprog or something. I like, <laughs> I like, and that's I like what I call dildo. mine too. <laughs> yeah. I like that you called it a dildo. He just <laughs> takes it out and just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. takes out his dildo, pops it in. And it's like, all right, I have control over the whole thing. Like yeah. what doors yeah. do you want to have open? What, what like shoots like, like okay, R5, I, get over there and <laughs> fuck that computer panel. <laughs> yeah. But it, it would have made total sense for like Mando to have oh, like a R5. badass, like IG 11 droid. One that could actually fight. I'm like, fuck yeah. IG twelve. It was twelve after it Yeah, after got, after they stripped its oh, memory core. Yeah. After it became just regular. I mean, it was still IG eleven when he was piloting it. No, it was IG twelve. Was it? Yeah, they called it they it, they brought it out and they were like, this is IG twelve. Oh. Yeah. I mean, eventually it's gonna be like the damn iPhone in this series. I don't, which version of IG is this? Is this 14? Or is this 14 S? <laughs> Where are we? No, this is a 14 Pro Max. Oh, IG-14 Pro Max? Yeah, this is the one that's got three cameras. Oh. so Well, I guess in the in the Star Wars Legends um, stories before, you know, Disney bought them out, 
IG-88 was another one of those robots that had like somewhat gained sentience and was his own Mm -hmm. robot. And he was about to institute like a robot or excuse me, a droid uprising. But he was on one of the Death Stars that blew up and it was like nobody knew what was really happening. And the explosion of one of them was like, oh, whoops, I guess we accidentally destroyed the Detroit Uprising. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) So I thought we were going to get like nuggets of that in this season. Uh, Christopher Lloyd. Can we go back to that? Christopher Lloyd was great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do love Christopher Lloyd. I loved seeing like an old separatist. Mm hmm. Kind of just like an old man who's just like, the Separatists had it right. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Kind of like an old Andy Rooney. Like, oh, no, Count Dooku was right. Yeah. Like, fuck. Oh, Count Dooku really had it right. What? Count Dooku didn't have anything. Yeah. He had a great sweet cape, though. He had a sweet cape. Yeah. And a crooked lightsaber. Yeah, I liked his lightsaber. Oh. <laughs> you had to call it crooked right before I said I liked well, it. Well, it was. It was cool. It was like... Yeah. It felt very Dracula-like. Yeah. It, like if Dracula had a lightsaber, it would be all weird. He had a little kink in his yeah, it was, lightsaber. It was curved at the end. Mm. <laughs> kink shame Dooku. Yep. Um, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say because of that. Oh, yeah. Co- um, one thing I've noticed before is that IG-88 is actually in The Empire Strikes Back on the ship. Yes. Whenever Vader is like talking to all, the, all the bounty hunters. Oh, yeah. IG-88 and Bosk are mm-hmm. both there. Yeah. So then he died in Return of the Jedi on the second uh, Death Star then in, in the Star Wars. Yeah. IG-88 was on the Death Star? Um, on the second Death Star because oh. it was the destruction of one of them that destroyed IG-88. He was, gonna, he was about to upload some like beacon that would have gone out and, you know, put all the droids under his control and they were going to, you know, they just, uh, it's just barely escaped like a droid uprising. Still in my head. And the other. Yeah. Yeah. Still real to me, man. Yeah. Um, so how how do you guys feel about season four? Are we we excited for more of this or are we ready to wrap it up? I want to see a time jump. Um, I want to see Grogu become a little bit more of a character and less of a bobble. A prop. Yeah. Yeah. Because right now he's just a prop, right? Mm. Mm. But like if we're going to really turn him into an apprentice, you know, like a Mandalorian apprentice, I want to see him fucking do some stuff. Like you can time jump and you can make Mando like 90, Mm -hmm. you know, have him be like old age and Grogu still be basically a child, Mm -hmm. but like have him be a little bit more adolescent, you know? I just want to see how they're going to fit those ears into a Mando helmet. I've seen some some fan art. It looks badass. Fan fiction? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I wrote my own fan fiction, <laughs> but... We don't know that Mando is, like, fully human. He could, you know, he'd True. be, like, one of the Dunedain, blessed with I was long life. Say, he's, he's got the blood of the king. He could have, yeah, he could totally be, like, oh, yeah, he's a Micmac. They live... He's 150 years old. 100 and, you know, uh, 80 years or something, yeah. and Pedro can just show up and be like, oh, what up, Ray? <laughs> I mean, the timing of it is going to definitely try to bridge to the next trilogy, which is still like twenty years away, mm-hmm. yeah, or something. It's at least I know Mando episode one started five years after uh, the fall of the Empire. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. They so got twenty five more years after that before we get to the. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Ahsoka takes place. It's after season two of this series, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. So. We'll see. Yeah. Also, uh, Thrawn, their um, the casting, fucking perfect. Mm. We talked about this. Lars Mickelson, I believe, is who. I know we talked about. It. I know yeah. we talked about it on the pod. Great. Yeah. Great. I mean, it's like phenomenal. 
in my head, if I'm picturing like the movie version, back when I read the books back mm-hmm. in the day, it's like that's that's I would picture that actor. I think. Imagine an evil data that's like on the bridge and that's like you know playing chess against like fourteen different people and winning. Like that's Thrawn. Yeah. Like that's his thing. He's super strategist. Is Filoni doing that one too? Is he the? He's writing all the episodes of Ahsoka. I saw that today. He's writing every single one. I'm like, fuck yes. Nice. Okay. Yeah. You you saw that he put himself in the uh the rebel right the um Republic like Starfighter mm-hmm. Cantina. He put himself in the background. He was he was in it. Nice. Oh, that's a, oh like is that, that last episode, episode of, with Zeb Aurelius no, from I Rebels? A, I think it's a different one. Oh. There was that um you know, when Mando goes to the bar and is like, Hey, I'll take that, you know, IG helmet or at that same bar, the the guy that's the cop that's talking to the other guy, um, the big buff purple dude, mm-hmm. was one of the characters in Zeb the Aurelius. Rebels. Yep. Zeb yep. Aurelius. What a cool name! Yeah, yep. he's super cool. He's he's almost. It, they look like almost like monkey bats. They have like the big Whoa. weird. Hey. Um, Whoa. <laughs> they have big weird uh, like eyes, but they they also have like their uh, that are feet. prehensile. And- yeah, their feet almost look like like bat feet where they could hang upside down but he's it's more like chimpanzee feet maybe yeah have you watched rebels a little bit of it i, I, I would highly recommend you go back and rewatch it before ahsoka because it seems like they're going to draw heavily from it rebels um i need a nerd question answered here what is a different like briefs use <laughs> boxer briefs same you say monkey bats and like i how would you define a wyvern but a wyvern, a wyvern is a, it's uh, a it's dragon a, with four feet. Yeah, it's a uh, Game of Thrones dragon with a scorpion tail. That's okay. it. Because, I mean, in my mind, if I'm drawing one on a piece of paper, I would almost incorporate a monkey and a bat together. No, hmm. I would say it's closer to a dragon. Okay. Maybe a dragon, yeah. a monkey, and a bat. It's a dragon. It doesn't have, like, a breath weapon. It doesn't breathe fire. Okay. It's got, like, yeah. a, a poison stinger tail instead. Okay. So no arms, just just legs. I don't have a poison stinger tail in my in my mind for for a wyvern. Okay, um, I'm just thinking Warcraft and in, in World of Warcraft, they look very bat like. Oh yeah. So especially the wing. We'll get to this later. This is a different podcast, mm. but yes. I think what most people think of as a dragon is a wyvern, but a dragon should in in the old English lore, a dragon has four legs. Mm-hmm. Two wings. Yeah. Wyvern has yeah. two legs, two wings. Okay. Um, side note, Shazam 2, uh, Fury of the Gods, has what basically amounts to a wicker dragon. It's like a old mossy wicker dragon mm. that Lucy Lou rides, and she has a blue glow stick. So Interesting. Lucy Lou's in it? Lucy Lou's in it. And... Okay. Yeah. Two legs, two wings. Yeah. Look, look, at, look up the WoW version of that. It's very different. Yeah, I remember it's like brown or crit yeah but anyway so that's a whole different thing um but this has been another episode of cinema vino talking about mandalorian um so i would love to do a picard season three podcast with you guys I need, I need to watch season two if we're gonna do that yeah uh yeah actually i don't think i watched season two i'm here i think like, i was waiting and i was gonna do back to back i've done three episodes of season two i would love to hear you guys thoughts i was a huge next generation fan so I'd love to go back and do that with you guys. So if you nice. guys want to, All right. pencil that in. But great movies, only drunker. Um, thank you guys very much for tuning into our little mini pod. And we will see you guys next time. Sean Jordan, Travis Budd. Your boy. Todd Wofford. It's your boy. And 
yeah, we'll be in touch. And force be with you. Love you. Be sure to listen, rate, and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our website is cinemavino.net, and reviews of these films can be found at toddwaffordmovies.com. Oh, it does? Yeah, it's got a stinger tail at the end. It's got double... It almost looks... um, It's almost a kind of... You know what this is? Four legs and the tail, that would be a manticore. Because a manticore is like a, a, a lion uh, with a quilled or... A-